Hey guys, this is Rocky, and you're listening to the God Loves Miami podcast. I want to welcome you to today's episode, and I also want to encourage you to follow us on social media at God Loves Miami on Instagram and Facebook so that you can find out all that we are about and what God is calling us to do in our city. And now here's Pastor Mark. I was thinking about my father and where ministry started in my family, and I'm like, hey, how about we go under a bridge and honor our, the memory of our father and, and uh, we went with our kids and we showed our kids where ministry started and, and that's where God Loves Miami was born. Didn't even know that it would turn into this and, 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 and it was amazing and today here we stand. First official Sunday service of Love Unlimited Church. It's been a lot of fun and it's also been very hard. Theodore Roosevelt said this, he said, nothing in the world worth having is worth doing unless it means effort, pain, difficulty. I have never in my life envied a human being who led an easy life. I have envied a great many people who led difficult lives and led them well. And uh, yeah, you can give it up for our, our president. You see, there was some people that, that even said, don't start a church in Little Havana because there's no money in Little Havana. And I'm like, so you think I went into the ministry and I want to go into ministry because I, I want money. And I'm like, that, that's not, that's not going to deter me. And then some other smart people told me, like, you're never going to fit in with the people of Brickell. Yet I have a really good friend sitting in the back row that lives in Brickell. Do we fit in? Or... Uh, <laughs> And I've met a couple others, and I'm not going to lie that it caused me to doubt. I'm not going to lie that there were moments that I'm like, God, am I completely out of my mind? And then I was reminded by the one who called me when I was just a little boy to be a preacher that people doubted him too. I was reminded by the one who called me to be a pastor when I was just a boy that his own people rejected him. His name is Jesus. And this reminds me of a story in the Bible when people were trying to get Jesus to trip up. They were trying to mess with Jesus. They were trying to get Jesus as healing people. He's feeding people. He's doing miracles. And they're trying to like disprove that he is who he's saying that he is, that he is the Messiah, that he is the Son of God. And in no way am I saying that I am the Messiah. I'm far from that. But as Christians, we want to identify with Jesus in the good and even in the, in the struggles and the trials. And, and check out what happens in Matthew chapter 22. It says, when the Pharisees heard how he had bested the Sadducees, they gathered their forces for an assault. One of their religion scholars spoke for them, posing a question they hoped would show him up. Teacher, which command in God's law is the most important? And Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all your passion and prayer. Another translation, with all, with all of your heart and your intelligence. This is the most important and first on any list. To love God, the most important thing. But there's a second set alongside it. It says, love others as well as you love yourself. These two commands are pegs. Everything in God's law and the prophets hangs from it. You see... Have you ever thought why after God created you, like, why don't we just go to heaven? Like, like why is it when we give our lives to Christ, like, and, and we're saved and, and, and now we, we're part of God's family, like, why do we stay here on earth? 
And it's because God wants us to learn how to love each other. And he wants us to grow closer to him and learn how to love him. That is the whole purpose of why we exist. Our essence is to love God and love people. You see, life is not about acquisition, how much we get. Life is not about your accomplishments, how much do I do. Life is not about your achievements, how much can I earn. Yet so much of our life is actually focused and based on these things. It's not about all those other things that you learn in school that life is about. You see, because all that stuff, one day you're going to leave it behind. God is telling us today, you've figured life out if you learn how to love. But if you don't, you've wasted your life. You see, we know that love is important, but we forget it. We forget it so many times we become consumed by the rat race. We become consumed about what other people are going to say and think about us. And yet the people that matter most, they get our leftovers, our family, our kids, our parents, our brothers, our sisters. And they're like, oh, ¿a dónde está fulanito? And they're like, oh, está trabajando. Where is this guy? He's working. How many times have we said that? Oh, why didn't you go to the award ceremony? Oh, no, my dad's always working. My mom is always working. I'm guilty of that. We're all guilty of that, and yet, loving people is one of the most important things that we can ever do in life. And why is love so important? It's because love validates our faith. Love validates our faith. And, and what does that mean, love validates our faith? I'll tell you exactly what that means. Two days ago, my identity was stolen, okay? And so I've had a super long day getting ready for uh, the launch And uh, we were having a Zoom meeting with our team, over 30 people on a Zoom call, this like FaceTime call, and, and so many preparations for this moment right here. And I get an alert on my phone that someone's trying to charge $700 at IHOP. I mean, how many Rudy Tootie Fresh and Fruity pancakes can one person eat? That was the first thing I thought, right? And then the charge was declined. You know why the charge was declined? Because it was invalid. The person trying to make the charge wasn't me. And so love, if you call yourself a Christian, if you call yourself one that wants to follow the paths of Christ, if you don't love, then what you're claiming is not valid. You see, you can't say you're a Christian if you don't love. 1 John 4.8 says this, Whoever does not love does not know God, and whoever does not know God, and whoever does not love does not know God because what? Because God is love. Say that with me, because God is love. See, the reason why God wants you to learn to love here on earth is simply because he wants us to be more like him. Because if God is love, and we are known as a loving and caring people, then people will be like, you know what, I want that God. I want that life. I want to be more like them. And then in essence, they're becoming more like God. The apostle Paul said, be imitators of me as I imitate Christ. And I'm throwing that in there because I don't want you to think I'm preaching some type of heresy. Do you know that the only Bible that some people will ever read is the way that you love them and the way that you care for them and the way that you're there when no one else is there. The way that when they mess up, You're like, hey, it's okay. I love you. 
and we're going to figure this out. I know that a lot of you in this room have been given positions of power and authority, and maybe it's you and the guy that cuts grass with you, or maybe it's you and a big company, and I know what it's like to be a boss, and sometimes we do get frustrated when people make mistakes, but man, if you want to find loyalty, say, hey, you know what? It's okay. It's just a thing. It's something that we can replace. I love you, and I can't replace you. That's what love does. Your wife is going to mess up. I'm going to mess up. Your kids are going to mess up. Your parents are going to mess up. And you know what God says? To love. I was talking to a guy this week, and he was telling me, man, my dad is so selfish. My dad drives me crazy. What do I do? What does God want me to do? I said, I have great news for you. You know that you don't have to like your dad, and that's not a sin. That's why God, being who he is, said, honor your father and your mother. He didn't say like them, because sometimes we don't like our parents. Sometimes our parents aren't that nice. Mine are great. And my in-laws who are here somewhere are awesome. But I've met some parents that aren't that nice, and you don't need to like them. You need to honor them. Love them, because they brought you into this world. And through your love people's lives will begin to change. You see, love validates our faith. It proves that we're children of God. 1 John 4, 20 says this, if you say you love God, but you hate others, we're liars. For we cannot love God whom we have not seen if we do not love others whom we have seen. Love also makes everything fall into place. It integrates our lives In other words, if we make love the center of our life, if we make God the center of our social life, our financial life, our church life, our work life, our intimate life, our private life, our friendships, then love becomes the theme of your life. And so when people think of you, they're not going to be, right? How many times do we do that? How many times are we in like Publix or Whole Foods, you know, and, and we're like, oh no, she's over there. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Oh, but we haven't done groceries. Oh, well, Amazon Prime it. Let's get out of here. She's here or he's here. But imagine if our reputation is one of like, oh my gosh, they're there and I want to see them and I want to hug them because every time I'm around them, I feel better. Who wants people like that in their life? The man that every time I'm around that person, it feels better. That's what being a Christian is. Being a Christian is not like singing and having beautiful hair like Johnny Rez, right? (laughs) Being a Christian is you make the room better when you walk in. You make your workplace better when you walk in. When you get home, the kids aren't running to their rooms to jump on their tablets, but they're like, oh my gosh, Poppy's here, Mommy's here. I can't wait to feel their love and their comfort. That's what we're called to be like. That's what God wants from us. That has to become the theme of our life. Not what we've gathered, but what we have given. You see, when the theme of our life and our life is not integrated by love, what happens is that our life becomes fragmented. It becomes segmented. And when you're fragmented and your life is segmented and you have honor over here and time over here and and these people and that people... You begin to lack integrity. There's pieces that are falling out of place because your life is not integrated by love. You see, my daughter Stella loves slime. 
And people are laughing. Some people giggled because this is a problem with children nowadays. This slime epidemic, it's ruining our youth. <laughs> and so at first I thought it was cute. Right? And then one night, because my children fall asleep and, you know, they fall asleep with a taco in their mouth. Or they're like this on their bed and there's stuff everywhere. The lights are on. And I grew up in a house where my dad was always saying, apaga la luz, apaga la luz. Turn off the lights, turn off the lights. One of the best lines was, la casa parece un abolito. The house looks like a Christmas tree. And that used to drive me crazy, but I'm becoming my dad. Right? And so I'm walking around the house, turning off lights. And I walk into Stella's room, and I almost break my neck. Because it looked like Slimer from the Ghostbusters had gone to her room. And there was slime everywhere. I had no idea. How could this even be possible? I had stretched over the entire dresser. And so I wanted to wake her up, but it was 3 in the morning. And so when she woke up the next morning, I'm like, Stella? She's like, yes, she has slime on her hair. I'm like, what happened in your room last night? She goes, I don't know. I'm like, baby, I almost died last night. She goes, what happened? I'm like, I tripped over your slime and I almost broke my neck. And she's like, it wasn't me, puppy. I promise it wasn't me. It wasn't me. I'm like, Stella, don't lie to me. It had to be you. And I keep telling you, I don't want you playing with slime in the house anymore. Because you make a mess. He's like, it wasn't me, papi. I promise. When it was time to go to sleep, I got the slime and I put it on my dresser and I went to sleep. And so what happened was, because she didn't put it in a container, the entire slime spread all over the room, all over the dresser, and all over the floor and became an entire mess. You see, love keeps us together. Love keeps our families together because the truth is we're a mess, right? The truth is that without love, we're just going to fall apart and be a slime and hurt the people that are around us. See, love becomes the center of our lives and it brings everything into focus. The things that are important. The people that we need to spend our time with. Colossians 3 says, love is more important than anything else. It ties it is what ties everything together. It ties everything together. It integrates life. The other thing that love does is that love covers. Love covers our sin. And for some of you, this is like, what does that mean? Yeah, I mess up all the time. You mess up all the time. And because God is love and he loves you, he covers you. 1 Peter 4.8 says this, most important of all, Continue to show deep love for each other, for love covers a multitude of sin. And so what does that mean? That means when you mess up, God is looking, and he looks down at you, and he says, you know what? I'm going to cover that. Because they love, because they love their family, because they love me, because they love Jesus, and because of that sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross for you and for me, I am going to cover his sin. I'm going to wash him of his sin. You see, it first means that Jesus Christ, his love covers up all your mistakes. Everything that you've ever done. Yeah, that thing that you're so guilty about, that you pretend that never happened. Jesus can forgive you of that today. Maybe there's this thing that no one knows about and you feel, I mean, you can't fall asleep sometimes at night because you're thinking of that. That addiction of the way you hurt someone of that mistake you made and no one knows about it, God can cover that. 
today. You see, when Jesus came 2,000 years ago, and he died on the cross, and he stretched his arms, he said, I love you this much, that I'm willing to give everything up because of love. See, he takes your rap. He'll do your time. He'll serve your sentence. He'll pay your debt. Jesus says, I love you just the way that you are. So many times we don't make decisions to love and to do what God wants us to do because we're like, man, I'm too dirty. I'm too messed up. And Jesus said, come to me, all who are weary, all who are tired, everybody that's messed up, everyone that feels guilty, the misfits, the rejects, the suits that feel that the only reason people love me is because I signed their checks. Come to me, and I will give you rest. I love that word. I feel like I haven't rested in four months. <laughs> and yet everyone I've talked to in the last couple of days is like, Mark, what's wrong with you? I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, they're like, you just sound so peaceful, and you have so much peace. And I know why. It's not because of Mark. Because Mark is always going 100 miles an hour. It's because all of you. You've been praying for me. You've been lifting me up. I don't even know how many text messages and Instagram DMs I've gotten today. Just pastors all over the country have been texting me, encouraging me. I got four brothers from Michigan here. I got a guy that took the red eye at 1030 from L.A. to be here today. And I guess it's because you love me, right? (laughs) Love covers a multitude of sin. I hope that that gives you rest. That God wants to cover your sin. You see, why is love so important? Because all that stuff that you've attained. Because we've all gathered a bunch of stuff. One day, you're going to leave it behind. And the only thing that's going to outlast you is not what you got but what you gave. And you could choose to be remembered by someone who gave love and invested in people and loved people. Or you could be remembered like, yeah, you know, I remember them, but I never wanted to be around them. All they did was take and take and take from me. You see, you know why God uses me? It's not because I'm handsome. It's not because I'm perfect. Yeah, Pastor Mark, I sin a lot. I make a lot of mistakes. I have weaknesses. I have faults. I have failures. I've screwed up. I've made bad decisions. Yet in spite of all my sins, all my imperfections, God knows in the bottom of my heart with everything that I am that I love him and I want to serve him and I want to make him famous. It's not about me standing on a stage. It's not about... about the things that we've accomplished. It's about making Jesus famous in this city. It's by people knowing and opening doors because God's love has no limit. I'm so limited. I'm not even supposed to be up here. My father was a drug dealer. And one day God's love rescued him. And that's why me and my six sisters and my mom and our family stand here today because love covered a multitude of sin. You see, the last thing is that love is unlimited. And what does that mean? It means that it goes on and on 
forever. Love reverberates. It echoes into eternity. Forever and ever and ever, love continues. In fact, it is the only thing that's going to outlast our life is love. Everything else is temporary. Every single loving action is going to go on for eternity. And God is going to reward it in eternity. 1 Corinthians 13, 13 says this. These three things continue forever. Faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. He says love is going to continue forever. If you want a legacy to last, you have to remember to love people See, love lasts. In fact, nothing else does. And I hate to tell you this, but people are going to forget all about your work. People are going to forget all about your wealth. People will never remember how much you made. They're going to remember how much you gave away. People will remember how much you love them. One day all your trophies are going to end up in the garbage somewhere. And maybe your kids will keep it or your grandkids will keep it. But one day your great-great-grandkids are going to say, what is this? It's junk. Throw it away. But the one thing they'll never forget are the stories of how you loved them and cared for them regardless of what they did. Your merit badges, your report cards, the diplomas that hand in your office, your certificate of accomplishment. The only thing that's going to last is your love. See, I've been a pastor for, I think, like 16, 17 years. And I've had the honor of standing next to hospital beds when people are ready to take their last breath. And uh, it's an incredible honor to be there, to be asked, to, to enter into this intimate circle where it's like wife and kids and just the people closest to them. And here's what dying people ask for. Bring me my kids. Bring me my wife. No one's saying, trae me bote. Bring me my boat. Bring me that Marlin I caught or, or my bank account. Bring it. No, bring me my wife. Bring me my kids. I remember when my dad passed away almost 11 years ago. We almost got kicked out of the hospital because it was all the kids and the grandkids. And we were all there. And none of his stuff was in the room. He actually, he was naked. He was wearing a hospital gown. Nothing. So all those things that you think that you can't live without, you will be separated from it. But the only thing that is unlimited is God's love and the legacy of love that you leave behind. First, First Corinthians 13, 3 says this, no matter what I say or what I believe or what I do, I am bankrupt without love. Bankrupt without love. So maybe you're here today and you could say, man, I'm hurt. I've been hurt and I don't know how to love. That love that you talk about, Mark, I've never, um, I've never experienced it. You guys are probably wondering why this purple can has been here the entire, did someone forget to remove the purple can? And uh, I was in Wynwood this week because I was trying to change my, my scenery and I was sitting in a coffee house and then I walked around and I saw something in a window that caught my eye and I'm like, are those, are those spray cans? And if anyone's ever seen the YouTube videos that I put up, I have a lot of like little trinkets in my office. And, and I'm like, that would look great on my, little, um, on my little bookshelf. And 
And then I started looking at that and I said, man, one day this was garbage. One day somebody used this and when it didn't work anymore, they threw it away. And then an artist came by who I talked to yesterday. I actually tracked him down because I'm a stalker like that. And, and I said, tell me a little bit about what you do and what you look for. And, and he started talking to me about it. And, and you see, this, this can was redeemed. This can probably cost like five bucks and they threw it away. And now it costs 45 bucks. Sorry, babe. Um, because someone else got it, an artist, a creator, picked it up. And took it home, probably cleaned it, sanded it, and then made it a work of art. See, God wants to take all of our messed up pieces, the things that have been rejected, that have been hurt, and he wants to transform us. He wants to give us life. He wants to redeem us. Because there's a price that needs to be paid. The good news is that Jesus paid it. So I'm going to invite you to stand up. And Johnny's going to lead us in a song. And if you're here today, and you're like, man, this has resonated with me. I'm concerned about my legacy. I'm concerned about the stories that my kids are going to tell, my kids' kids are going to tell. I need to redeem a story. Maybe you come from a family where a lot of messed up things have happened, and now it's your turn. What are you going to do? Are you going to live the same life? Or are you really going to be brave enough to say, you know what, I'm going to stand for God. I'm going to stand for love. I'm going to be remembered and known by the way that I loved God and lived for him and lived by his principles. This isn't about religion. I don't care if you're Catholic. I don't care. I don't care if you're Baptist or Pentecostal or atheist or whatever it may be. I'm here to talk to you about a reject that came 2,000 years ago and he said, my own people rejected me. I came to my own people and they didn't accept me. I'm here to talk about Jesus and his love. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so whoever would believe in him should not die but have everlasting life. Have abundant life. And so as the band plays, if you're here today and you say, you know what? I want to give my life to love. I want to give my life to God. I want to start fresh. What better venue surrounded by such beautiful scenery to say, hey, I'm never going to forget the day that I decided to stop living for myself, to stop living for my things, and start living for love. The great thing about God is that he can take garbage and turn it into something beautiful. He can take your mistakes and erase them forever and ever. The Bible says he throws it to the bottom of the ocean. You're never going to have that guilt on your life. And it may feel impossible right now. There's no way that I can feel guiltless because every single day you feel guilty. Jesus paid it all. He wants to redeem you the same way that this guy redeemed this can and turned it into a work of art. And so as the band leads us, I want you to come up. I want to pray for you. I want to help you start this journey of love in your life as you open your heart to God. Hope you guys enjoyed the podcast today. If you did, there's just a couple things I'd love for you to do. Number one, subscribe. That way the most recent episode will always be in your feed waiting for you, ready when you are. And secondly, if this podcast has ministered to you and you would like to help us continue reaching people that need to be inspired by the word of God, 
please consider making a donation at GodLovesMiami.com. That's GodLovesMiami.com. And we'll see you next time on the God Loves Miami podcast.